1: Eyes and welcome to the Stardom Cast, your weekly audio source of all things World Wonder Ring Stardom. I'm your host, Rob Gooden. I'm joined as ever by Mr. Matt Turner. Matt, how are you, my friend?
0: Rob, my good friend, I am fantastic. Always good to hear from you. I just want to take a quick moment to congratulate my, uh, my mother-in-law, my wife, and my two sisters-in-law as uh, once again, they won this year's pumpkin carving slash display contest. This is the fifth year they entered and the fourth year they've taken first place. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty good statistic there. Now, you might be saying, Matt, what does this have to do with stardom? Oh, I'm going to tell you what this has to do with stardom. The theme that these ladies chose was pirates. Now, Rob, I <laughs> probably know where I'm <laughs> going with this, right?
1: Yeah, it's, ju- it's just twigged, yeah. <laughs>
0: so... Now, for some reason, these five years, now, the one year they didn't win, they took second place. So it's been, it's second and then, you know, four, four, it's one silver and four golds. So if you want to go through the, uh, you know, the Olympic stats, for some reason, uh, they always tap me for like, hey, we need some ideas, you know, some outside of the box thinking ideas. For some reason, they think maybe it's the, all the comic books that i read or all the concussions that I'm, uh, I'm super <laughs> creative. So when they told me they were doing pirates and they were like, you know, what, what do you think? And I was like, well... Let me tell you about the greatest pirate of all time. Let me tell you about the legend that is one Kyrie, Kyrie Hojo, <laughs> Kyrie saying you know whatever. Black Blackbeard never won the five star Grand Prix, did he? You know, I'm a big fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Captain Jack Sparrow he never won the red belt. He never won the white belt. So of course this is my idea. I throw it their way, and like they've done the previous five years, they respectively shot it down. So of course. Um, Absolutely. So now, what the, the, you know, the life lesson. Not only do you get to get to hear, you know, some fantastic stardom podcasting from myself and Rob, but you know, your, your uncle Matt over here, folks, he's going to give you a little bit of a life lesson. So the life lesson here is I backed myself into a win-win situation. The win-win is if they take first place, they take first place, no problem. They're happy, done, and over. If they take anything but first place, I can say, well, look. That picture I sent you of that pirate lady spinning backfist somebody's face off—if you would have carved that into a jack-o'-lantern, you probably would have won. So
1: <laughs> it's, a but, very, uh, it's a very yeah. <laughs> convoluted story. I love it.
0: <laughs> but uh, always, anywho, Rob, always great talking to you. Always great talking to the friends and family of the stardom cast i hope everything is well on your end there good sir
1: yep absolutely um we've got my football team or my soccer team for our uh, american listeners and your good self obviously are playing tonight and it's so nice to have a team who have for as long as i remember have been absolutely awful have just been a dredge to watch um and recently we got taken over by some contentious owners let's not go into that um but we are good now and it is so refreshing imagine nfl fans and this might be it was a few years ago it's been a while since i've watched it but imagine if the detroit lions suddenly ended up in the playoffs and into the super bowl and like every season, having never done it before. That's exactly what it's like, being a Newcastle United fan in the UK at the moment. So uh, the plane tonight and now that I've picked them up, I'm sure they're going to get absolutely hammered by Everton. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time being a Newcastle fan. Therefore, I am a happy, happy Rob. Um,
0: speaking, of, speaking of hammered, how hammered are you going to get watching this, uh, this this match tonight? That's what I want to know.
1: I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> Um, I'm obviously a teacher, for those who don't know. um, And one of the kids I teach is an Everton fan. So depending on how heavily we lose if we lose I uh, I might not even be going into work tomorrow so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't wait for this next conversation I'm going to get at like
1: five in the morning my time I'm so excited for it just god damn it <laughs> just anger and aggression <laughs> um, anyway um, again thank you so much for joining us on this episode 86 of the starting cast we've got an absolute litany of things we need to get through but man. Let's start with our Patreon. What is coming up this week?
0: Let me take a breath. Okay, we just got done uh, recording uh, uh, on the Patreon. Last week went up the Dream Shine 2019 Goddess of Stardom Championship win. And uh, this past Monday for the Red Belt tier Patreon members, our watch along this past week was B. Priestley defending the World of Stardom Championship against one Huzuki. I'm just about on the finishing touches of the next white belt tier Patreon, which is um, 2020 Momo AZ running into a little bit of a hiccup. And uh, before I put this on Discord, well, I'll probably put on Discord probably later today. There's one match that is actually missing from the 2020 Goddess of Stardom uh, tournament. And it's the match from, I believe, the 17th of November where it's uh, Momo and Azumi, which is what the podcast is based on, versus uh, Tora and Saki Kashima. I cannot find it on Stardom World. I don't think it I have on any DVD. So I'm putting an SOS out there to anybody that can help us. I would greatly appreciate it. But that podcast, the 2020 uh, Momo and Azumi Izumi to uh, Stardom Tournament winners, that'll be up by the end of the month. And uh, as far as what's coming up this Monday for our watch along uh, episode, we, uh, we get in the DeLorean like we do every week and uh, we don't go this week. We're not going too back uh, into the past. We're just going a couple weeks to uh, what my match of the year is. And I think your match of the year as well, Rob is we're going to the finals of the five-star Grand Prix because I need an excuse to watch Julia versus Tam once again. So that's, what's coming up on the, on the Patreon. And then also, as of Saturday will be the last day to uh, put your vote in for the Patreon for our, or for the contest to win a t-shirt from our website. Um, for the goddess of stardom uh, tournament uh, if you have not entered yet and you are part of the patreon again you have until saturday if you're thinking about joining the patreon just the one dollar tier it gets your entryway into the tournament and there's basically four categories number one overall winner number two blue block winner number three red star block winner and if there is a tiebreaker which there was many for our five star grand prix uh, overall points leader that does not make the final, so that is what we have coming up on Patreon. And as always, we thank our Patreon members and any suggestions that you have, whether it's going to be for the white belt tier or the red belt tier members. You folks know how to get a hold of me, Matt Turner, OF on the Twitter.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and we'll be. Obviously, this is the last episode that we'll be releasing before the Goddesses of Stardom tournament starts. So, we'll be giving our predictions and how we would respectively fill in um, that tournament sheet. So, keep your ears peeled and keep waiting for that at the end of the episode. Um, let's kick into some news to start off with. Uh, myself and Matt recorded an interview with Kevin Kelly yesterday. No, Monday. Monday. It's Wednesday as we uh, as we record. It was phenomenal. Kevin Kelly is a brilliant guy. He was funny. He was insightful. A really, really, really good podcast. Um, That'll be with you on the 25th fourth i believe um on monday so if you're on the patreon um any tier you'll be able to see the video footage of me and matt being slightly starstruck um everyone else it is coming out on the podcast feed for everyone um but he did mention um karen peterson who is an absolutely phenomenal source of joshi knowledge um her Articles on post-wrestling um, are really, really, really insightful. And she's actually been doing some work with New Japan ahead of the historic crossover show. Um, she's got two out at the moment. She might have three. I know the last one dropped on the 13th of October. But I do urge you to go to, I think they're on the New Japan um, 1972 website. Um, but I do encourage you to go and check out those um, columns the New Japan and Stardom's Crossed Paths I believe is the uh, title of the first one and the title of the second one is Stars and Cosmic Angels so if you've got time go and check that out if you want some knowledge ahead of the historic crossover show on the 20th of November um, speaking of stardom and new Japan, the first matches for the 28th of October's rumble on 44th street have been announced. And though we don't know what stardom match we are getting, we do know which stars will be involved, Matt. So courtesy of Scott e Wrestling, um, the involvement will be Mayu Iwatani, Mina Shirakawa and Waka Tsukiyama. So, uh, Obviously about three people makes uh, makes things makes life a bit more difficult. Um I assume that we are going to get some manner of six woman tag against some American talent. What what do you think?
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought maybe we would have two matches. Um I know they announced I think five matches on the New Japan side. So I was thinking we were we were gonna get two uh two stardom matches but that's yeah that's a possibility or mean and waka teaming up against mayu and maybe somebody maybe from the new york indie scene that has a little bit of a name um you know that that i don't know so kind of remains to be seen but i am excited that uh i will be uh be up close and personal with one uh, our lord and savior one mayu iwatani and i i know i was texting you last night and i know usually they do meet and greets at these things so fingers crossed that uh, i get a meet and greet with uh with one Mayu Iwatani, and then maybe I can coerce my way into talking Mina and Waka Sugiyama into uh, teaching me the Cosmic Angels dance. But uh, I'm not a greedy person. I'll just take the, the, the Mayu meeting.
1: I'll be perfectly honest, mate. You you are probably better trying to get Mina to teach you the dance because I think Waka is actually getting worse uh, as the uh, as the shows get on, bless her. Um, the rest of the matches on the card if anyone is going um, the main event is Juice Robinson and Jay White taking on Kazuchika Okada and Eddie Kingston you've got Shingo Takagi and El Fantasmo in a KOPW match um, with a believe the stipulation are currently out for voting on Twitter um, Minoru Suzuki versus Clark Connors in a singles match uh, Rocky Romero and Yo taking on Yujiro Takahashi and Sho and then there is a three way tag match for the new Japan strong tag team championships with the champions Aussie open taking on DKC and Kevin Knight and the motor city machine guns. Um, So that last match, especially very, very, very exciting. I am not at all jealous, Matt.
0: Yeah. And again, I will be there folks, Uh, New York city. Uh, I I told Rob this story off the air. Um, I'm only about 90 minutes away from new york city it took me four hours to get there when i went to comic-con a few weeks <laughs> ago and about an hour and a half to get back so yeah i will be there i will be leaving friday morning and staying over until saturday night so if there's any listeners that want to meet up uh, please just let me know again you guys know how to get a hold of me i think that would be a uh, fantastic fun um you know, to, meet up with some of the listeners. And if you're of age, we can uh, indulge in adult beverage. And if you're not, I'm all about slamming some yoo-hoos as well. So either or, it doesn't take much to make me happy.
1: (laughs) Um, I just want to go into um, an interview that Rossi Ogawa did with Monthly Pure Ressu. It was reported by Fightful. um, And... It was there was two areas that I want to sort of go into. One was the international touring, um, which Rossi actually had this to say. Previously, we had events in Los Angeles in 2015 and New York in 2019, and it was quite rewarding. American professional wrestling fans have great expectations for Stardom. Those past shows weren't about making a profit. It was about getting more recognition. Therefore, it takes a considerable amount of preparation time and a strong local partner to hold a profit-seeking tour overseas. However, I'm proud that Stardom's professional wrestling is global, so I definitely think it is possible. Um, So let's just pause there. Um, I don't want to spoil our interview with Kevin, but it's, you know... Obviously, now we've got Stardom doing more with New Japan. I would assume that you know the strong local partner New Japan are a big enough worldwide name now that they are able to get enough people into a venue without needing the likes of Ring of Honor or Rev Pro. I think this is beneficial. Stardom therefore can be put onto those tours and bring about more of more recognition to that name. You know, again. Obviously, we've, we've just come off the back of Royal Quest in the UK. You know, who's to say that we won't get Stardom Wrestlers on that next show? Obviously, we've got the, Royal, uh, the Rumble on 44th Street, which is happening next week. And then, obviously, Historic Crossover as well. But we've got more and more tandem shows. We've got the formation of the IWGP Women's Championship, which is going to be defended on New Japan shows. So uh, the future seems very bright in that aspect, doesn't it, Matt?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And over here in the States, women's wrestling is a, you know, big, big thing. You take a look at, you know, love them or hate them. Numbers don't lie. The biggest wrestling company in the world is over here in the States at WWE. In the past couple of years, we've finally been seeing some women main event, you know, WrestleMania and getting a lot of really good TV time or uh, match time, you know, on Raw, Smackdown and the, the bigger shows uh, like a SummerSlam. So it, you always hear a lot of fans that don't know really of anything outside of, you know, the U.S. borders. They want more and more women's wrestling. And again, maybe I'm a little bit biased because you may or may not know this. I am the co host of a stardom podcast, uh-huh. but the best women's wrestling and what I truly believe is the best wrestling in the world is taking place over at the Stardom Ring. And I think that once people see, uh, you know, stardom, Over here in the States, I think they're going to be completely blown away, you know, by what they, by what they see. I certainly was, you know, I didn't, I only knew a little bit about stardom, you know, about two, two and a half years ago. And the first time I saw stardom, I was like, what is this? And I fell down the rabbit hole. And, uh, you know, obviously that's my main passion, uh, with anything with wrestling is stardom. So I think a lot of people are going to kind of follow suit, you know, just the same way, same way that I did. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be nothing but big things for this company, you know, uh, going forward, especially once they start tapping in to the North American scene over here. Not just the American scene, but I think if they run some shows in some hotbeds like, you know, like in Mexico or Toronto as well, you know, up in Canada, I think that's just going to be hugely beneficial uh, for the Stardom roster.
1: Rossi then added something about securing a prime time TV deal in Japan, which I thought was interesting. He said, "'Broadcasting on terrestrial television will always be a proposition. Although I don't deal directly with TV, the biggest publicity we can get is to broadcast in a time zone that is naturally noticeable.'" video distribution service Stardom World has its limits on current servers. Professional wrestling with a video service like WWE is mainstream out in the world, but Stardom still wants our focus to be on live touring events. Um, Matt, does that surprise you that a focus... Obviously, the main focus is still touring events and not potentially updating the streaming service or focusing more on a different TV deal. What's what's your take on that?
0: TV deals are always bigger. I mean they're I mean it always go you again, you know, let's let's go to AEW for an example. They're doing about a million views every week. There's not a million people in that arena, you know. Same thing with WWE they're doing about 2 million views on Raw. There's not 2 million 2 million people in that arena. You know, it, it, to me, it seems like TV It's it's just a wider, wider, vast, uh, vast thing. And yeah, that's the, you know, the one thing, the one negative that we can always kind of go back on start. I'm like, please just update the service or please just, you know, get, get a uh, live streaming. Um, so yeah, it kind of does surprise me. I mean, it, it's, I can see the touring thing. You're, 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 you're getting more rap. If anything, you know, you're getting more reps. You know, for your wrestlers, I mean, just just this past week, they went, they ran what, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. and we're, we're we're trying to play catch up over here. So maybe that's one thing they're looking at. It's like, hey, I, I want to get you know, I want to get these wrestlers in front of more people and get them in the ring more. Maybe that's you know, that's the focusing on touring there. But I think that um, that their focus needs to be on uh, more distribution, more TV uh, and streaming distribution, and a and a faster and a better way to get it get it out there to uh, to the public.
1: And obviously, I know that Stardom were very explicit that their twenty twenty two goal was to raise their national profile. However, if you are starting to branch out into an international market, surely television deals are going to have to be not even television deals, but an updated streaming service. And you know, I am not going to flog a dead horse again with what I said last week about the updates and um, the up, the inconsistent upload times. But you know, we are a week removed as we record on the 19th of October. We're a week removed from the show in Himoji and it's just gone up. You know, it was seven days ago. So we do need some sort of update on that. And actually that's all brings me on to my next bit of news. So on Saturday, um, Stardom are doing um, a night at the Corrigan Hall and that features the first two round matches in the IWGP Women's Title Tournament, the Stardom Bracket with Mayu Butani and Momo and Utami and Himika. Um, both those matches are going to be up on Stardom World that night before Sunday's pay-per-view. Now, me and you talked about this, the fact that the second night that we'll have um, Kairi versus Alpha Female and the other semi-final between the winners of those matches. That's going to be on pay-per-view. Now, bear in mind that Stardom are already running a pay-per-view on the 3rd of November. That's two expensive pay-per-views run in three weeks. Now, I don't know what your opinion is on this, Matt, but you do risk sort of you do risk people not buying your pay-per-views and just waiting for it to come up on world if you start over diluting the amount of pay-per-views you start putting into the market you know if you look three years ago there were barely any however you look here and it seems that stardom are running one every three or four weeks do you think that they are running a risk by doing this
0: I think so. I think so. Not only that, but just like how much the game has changed. Uh, just really, I mean, look at, look at all these other wrestling companies are all doing, you know, if you stream off fighter, you know, even the Peacock again, you know, the WWE, it's the biggest wrestling company in the world. Peacock is $5 a month for me. Like, so it's like you have that. And I mean, they did it, they did it on nights one and night two of the five stock, you know, and of, of course I dropped my I will always support the things that I love, whether it's, you know, it's a comic book artist, a comic book, uh, uh, writer, or it's you know a, a wrestling company, so of course I will always pony up the money. For again, I I dropped about eighty dollars that weekend for nights one and night two of the five star Grand Prix. Did I get my money's worth? Absolutely, I did. I, I don't think there is anybody that can say no. I didn't get my money's worth. You'd be out of your mind if you said you didn't. But at the same time, it's like when you are dropping, like seems almost like every three weeks, pay per view after pay per view after pay per view, and we're and we're and again, even with uh, you know New Japan World, they've never had the Tokyo Dome shows on pay-per-view it was just the, you know, the, the eight, $9 or whatever it is that you pay. And I'm getting the biggest show in Japan every year, you know, their version of, of, uh, of the Super Bowl. Um, so now it's like, yeah, you, you it's like your draft happening to drop almost 40, you know, $40 every three weeks. You, you can see some people that are starting to maybe, you know, might, uh, you know, turn their head away. Look, well, I'll just get the next one. I'll just wait the three or four days for it to go up on world. And you, you, know, a lot of people are saying that. So, yeah, it's at a point where I think that they just again I, we're kind of beating a dead horse here. It's at a point where they just need to have just one streaming service and just get an app.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not slagging off a for want of a better phrase, the pay per view model. I think it certainly has its place, and again, you've got to remember that you know with the likes of the WWE and New Japan, they're they're bigger companies, and I know that Stardom despite being owned by Bushy Road, a lot of the revenue will come from pay-per-views and, you know, live touring schedules and things like that. And I'm certainly not saying the Stardom should run no pay-per-views. However, if you you mention the five-star, Matt, the five-star Grand Prix, and again, I could be wrong, there could be more, but I'm sure night one, night two, night ten, and the final, at the very, very least, were pay-per-view. So that's four nights...
0: And stardom and showcase that was thrown in between there as well. And stardom x stardom. Oh, yes. And yeah. Oh, so what's that? Six, seven? Yeah. All within
1: like a two and a half month period. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's. And again, you know, I hate to speak negatively, but I feel like it's a it's a real gripe that people have. And it's it's perfectly um, it's a that you should have absolutely because that is a lot of money especially you know the five star i can see why so many people were upset by that because stardom's premium tournament you were only getting half the tournament on world and you had to pay for the rest of it and if you've got a streaming service that's the whole point you know one of the big things is the five star so you should be able to see that on world i think if you are to run a pay-per-view every month then that's, as Western fans anyway, we're all sort of used to that. We're conditioned to that with, you know, WWE and WCW Impact and things like that, or the old way Impact used to do things anyway. Um But I don't know, doing more than one a month and especially this close together or in the middle of tournaments, so everything is sort of disjointed. I don't feel like that's the right way to go. And um I do worry if they continue. Doing it this way, they're going to risk alienating viewers. um But we'll talk a little bit trust,
0: more. Let me. I, I know we're, we're really going on long about this topic. And we have five thousand things to go. On. I just want to get your point of view. How about again over here in the states? I think AEW has the perfect model where they run like once a quarter or mm-hmm. once you know they do four or five a year. And they feel really, really big and really, really important. You think maybe that's something that uh, that maybe Stardom should do? Like, look, you know, I'm not saying do three or four. Maybe they can do five or six. Uh, you know, where it's, it where you know maybe you do the the first night of the five star, maybe the finals of the five star Stardom X Stardom Dream, uh, you know, Dream Queendom, and then maybe like the anniversary show. Do you think that's a model to? Uh, to go by and of course everybody would want what New Japan does or WWE does it's like yeah it's all included in your thing come on over but i i can com- i completely understand AEW you know what they're doing if they do like four or five a year mm.
1: it's an interesting topic of discussion and i'd I'd love to hear what our fans on Twitter and Discord and people all over social media I'd love to know what you think about this as well um personally I don't know if it's just that the 12 is more conventional or, I mean, you look at New Japan, for example, and I know that obviously their streaming service is better and, which I never thought I'd say about New Japan World, um, but, you know, it's, it is more conventional. Things are live streamed. Pardon me. But you look at their big shows, Destruction, um, Dominion, um, obviously Wrestle Kingdom, Power Struggle. They have one more or less every month. But they don't really stray from that. Whereas Stardom, they just seem to be... One month will be non... Then there'll be three in a month with Stardom in Showcase. and Because I'd completely forgotten about the Stardom in Showcase shows. I just feel like, rather than just randomly picking shows to make pay-per-view, there should be some sort of structure there. Because I think you... As I've said, you do risk alienating people if you're making random nights of a tournament pay-per-views or if you're making, you know, a random night. At, I can't remember where they're running the 23rd, um, but it's not Corrigan Hall. But if you, you know, you're then having that show on pay-per-view. And then Historic Crossover, which isn't going to be on pay-per-view, I don't think. I think it's on... Oh, no. Is it pay-per-view? That might be a pay-per-view pay- as well.
0: I think it is pay-per-view, yeah. And the 23rd, I, the reason why they're doing a pay-per-view is that's the first night of the Gods of Stardom tournament.
1: Which is fine, and I completely yes. understand that. But mm-hmm. inherently, people... Sorry, Matt, I know you're a tag-team wrestler, but people <laughs> care inherently less about no, tag-team right. tournaments than mm-hmm. they do about singles tournaments. Now, the five-star last year was a pay-per-view the first two nights the goddesses of stardom tournament has never been a pay-per-view ever and i understand that obviously you've got the coronation or you will have sort of the confirmation of who the finalists are going to be in the iwgp women's tournament by the end of that show but it's not there's there's no title matches there's there's nothing else apart from the fact that it's the start of the goddesses it's a good card don't get me wrong it's a very good card but is it pay-per-view worthy i don't think so
0: And we'll find out. We shall discuss it, sir, next week on the podcast. Please join us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, guys. So hit us up on Twitter, on Discord, on Facebook, wherever. I'd love to hear your thoughts. because Stardom apparently don't do enough shows, they did do a cross-promotional show at a car park on the 15th of October um, with LEC, which is Life, Enjoyment and Convenience. Um, it was called I Love You More. Um, it featured one match with Kogo and Koguma defeating Mina and Waka. Um, with it being a one-match card and with it being cross-promotional, it's probably not going to make its way onto World, at least not this year anyway. Um, but its it was live on their YouTube channel and it's still up now. So if you fancy watching it, it is on there. Again, bear in mind it's a promotional show, so it is very heavily comedy-based. I believe there's a spot with a book where I think Kogima absolutely... Smashes me and a shirakawa on top of their head with it. It makes a horrible noise. But um yeah, if you fancy watching that, that is live on their YouTube. Um last thing, now I do want to do a big shout out to At It's Dana now on Twitter who does absolutely phenomenal work on the translations for shows um so if you're not following her please go and follow her it's an incredible follow and she does tremendous work um but she has translated um very very quickly um the meltier shupro interview now meltier obviously for those who don't know is the tag team of tam and nat currently the Um, goddess of stardom champions um but it gave us a little bit of an insight into their relationship um now, apparently the name Melty comes from the concept of past tears melting together. And it's about how they cried together and then joined together, which I thought was quite a nice story. Um, Dana carries on. They elaborate. And Tam says after they had their singles match, it felt like their hearts and minds became one. And Poi says they're both crybabies who will cry whether they're happy or sad or whatever. So at least they get to share that. Um their priority even in Tag League is beating all the historic champions. So Tam is quite focused on Black Desire and Aphrodite. But when the interviewer asks about people who have had the belts, but might be with different partners, Tam says she's particularly interested in Julia, Suri and Saki. Um, Poi says it's just a personal thing, not about the belts, but she'll be facing Tekla for the first time since leaving DDM. Um... And then they talk a little bit about um, their relationship behind the scenes. Apparently the interviewer asked about a story where Tam... told story about Poi bombarding her with um, text messages, then deleting them uh, to which Nats Poi says it's not her It's because Tam doesn't read her message messages quickly enough. So she feels compelled to send a bunch of them or to edit them with Tam saying that Poi is like a crazy girlfriend and she does read them just on the preview on her phone. So she sees everything to which Poi calls her a terrible wife. Um, It's nice to get this little background again. Fantastic work by it's Dana now on Twitter. Um, It's it's nice to uh to see this little background between uh between Tam and Nat's Matt.
0: Yeah, and I'm also excited for Tekla to join the uh the 2022 group of people that have absolutely beaten the crap out of poor Natsupoy. Uh because <laughs> that, that list that Lady C joined that list last week, I'm like, "Oh, all right, we got her on the list." So, <laughs> yeah, and, uh I didn't uh didn't uh, read the interview, it sounds like they did a great job translating it and it sounds like it was a really, you know, touching thing with the the two of them just showing emotions. Uh, and the fact that uh, Tam doesn't read her text messages. So uh, I thought that was uh, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty funny you, you that you popped me a little bit. But there that's that was pretty good.
1: And to be fair, I can't fully relate to that because I am awful at texting back or reading messages. So, uh... he, sure,
0: he sure is, folks. I'll send it this big, long thing, and then they'll send me like three thumbs up. And then like four hours later, like, yeah, I just reread that. That's awesome.
1: This, 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 and this. And I was like,
0: all right, no, no problem. It's like texting my teenage daughter. It's okay, you know?
1: Yeah, ne- Honestly, if ever you want to get in touch with us about the Stardom cast, just message Matt, because I'm not being rude. I am just, I'm so scatterbrained. I do blame uh, ADD for that. But yeah, I don't, I just, I, I look at messages and think, yeah, I'll reply to that in a minute. And then the moment I think that it's gone and I can't remember. So I do apologize for anyone who's messaged me. Um, and i don't message them back um right matt because of the delay in show uploads last week we've actually got three shows to review four if you count new blood five now cards on the table um i've not watched all of new blood five i've watched the main event and i've caught bits of it matt i know you haven't watched it at all. So we'll go into the main um, match from that show, the title match between Hannon and Amisori. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the main points coming out of that show. If you haven't watched it yet, then obviously when we get to New Blood 5, skip ahead. Um, but if you don't care, then listen on um the first show we're going to talk about is stardom in nagoya which was from sunday the 9th of october 2022 from nagoya congress center event hall in front of 625 people uh, i'm going to go through all the results and then we'll sort of pick apart matches um on the whole, So, match one, a singles match. Rewaka defeated Lady C with the Vader Bomb in six minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, match two was another singles match. Mina Shirakawa defeating Saya Ida with the bridging foot figure four leg lock in eight minutes and 14 seconds. Match three was a tag match with the stars team of Mayu and and Momokogo, Peach Rock in the tag league, defeating My Himi or Donna Del Mondo. Um, Sorry, ended in a double count out in 11 minutes and 25 seconds. Sorry, misread my own notes. Um, match five was a six-woman tag team match with the God's Eye team of Suri, Mirai and Ami defeating the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Natsupoi and Wakasukiyama, with Ami getting the pinfall over Waka with the Brain Buster in 14 minutes and 32 seconds. And then the match that I imagine we're going to be spending most time talking about on this card, the Artist of Stardom Championships match, the champions, Tai, Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe and Saki Kashima, the champions, and Queen's Quest, Utami Hayashi, to Sai Kamatani and Izumi ended in a time limit draw, 30 minutes. Um, Matt, where do you want to start? Which match do you want to talk about? And who do you want to talk about?
0: Let's go uh, real quickly. We'll go match number two. I thought Mina and sayida It It's great that we're coming off the five star. We're getting a lot of singles matches. Usually you don't you don't see that. Usually they do all tags are all six uh, person or faction versus faction but I think it's because we're gonna be getting loads of tag matches in the Goddess of star tournament but I thought Mina Saida a little over eight minutes I thought this was absolutely fantastic where uh, there was a lot of really tight holds you know I'm always a big fan I'll always put over a nice good lockup to start a match that's uh, just very old school I uh, they thought the two of them worked well together you know sy is a very very hard hitter we've seen Mina strikes just getting better and better each and every show and I thought they did a really good job building up towards the finish and obviously they're putting a lot of stock in Mina going into her November match with uh, with Saikamatani. but I thought this was terrific I had it like uh, I had it three and three fourth stars how about you sir did you enjoy it as much as I did
1: I mean there are very few Mina matches that I don't enjoy nowadays and I think Sai I thought she looked really good here because she spent a lot of the match on defence, Mina targeting the knee again. And obviously there's a story of Sayarita being out for 12 months with that torn ACL and MCL in her right knee and that right knee is still strapped. So the story made sense. Um, they're really trying to put over, especially in these three shows, they were really trying to put over Mina and this figure four move as a real killer of a move, um, which I think Ida sold Absolutely fantastically. But what I did enjoy, and this was a big thing for me, Mina started the match by targeting the knee in order to try and chop, pun intended, Sayurida down. Um, But then towards the end, when Sayurida was on top, she then did it to try and create some distance because she was under pressure. I really enjoyed that really subtle change in Mina. But yeah, a really, really good singles match. I'll be honest, for anyone listening who hasn't seen these shows yet, there are a couple of hidden gems on this card that you definitely do need to check out. This is definitely one of them. Um, I gave it three and a half. I thought it was really, really good. Both women. I, I cannot wait to see where Sayurida does go next, because I do feel that when she does get elevated to that next level. Um, she's going to be really, really over. Um, the same as Hanan. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Um, I also enjoyed My wiwatani standing on the ropes and almost falling off uh, because Julia kept wiggling the ropes in order to make a fall down. I thought that was really funny. Um, so mean, so mean. <laughs> but something, something I will say um, is... Am I looking at the Yes, sorry. I'm looking at the right thing. I was looking at the uh the wrong thing initially. Um what I did enjoy or what I have enjoyed over those three shows is the uh chemistry between Julia and May Sakurai. I think May Sakurai's improvement over the last 2 months, 3 months has been fantastic and I think DDM has been a great fit for a wrestling next to Julia where it is no frills, literally just beating the hell out of someone okay there's no dancing there's no there's nothing like that it is just a focus on trying to brutalize someone i think that's been a huge help to mei sakurai and she looked really good here up until the moment she was tapped out with the modified dragon sleeper but i thought that was worth noting um what other matches do you want to talk about or do you just want to kick straight into the artist of stardom match
0: just real quick, I like how uh, Mayu and Momo Kogo. They did a really good job highlighting this match. Even all these shows, they did a good job highlighting the actual tag teams uh, in the tournament. Obviously, Julia's teaming with Tekla, and May teaming with Lady C. But I thought they did a really good job getting Mayu and Momo uh, some you know some extra reps and highlighting them with some more tags. So even FWC, who's a, the you know they won this tournament last year and they're two time Goddess of Stardom. Uh, tournament winners i thought their match with uh mike and himika they had some new like tag team counters uh and tag team moves so i think you're gonna see fwc hazuki and kogama a lot better in this tournament than they were last year and they were fantastic last year so i kind of just wanted to just touch on that i'm really excited to uh to see where they're gonna go there but yeah let's let's go into what was uh probably my favorite match of these three shows and i'm probably assuming that you're probably not too far off uh from me there my friend
1: no, absolutely not. And then there's there's just one more note. You mentioned the FWC versus my Hemi match. Um there was at the start, it, it was a good escalation from comedy into a a really solid wrestling match. I think FWC did it better on a later match, um, which I'll talk about in a moment. Um partly because it's disappointed because of the double countout, but it's not entirely surprising as we have both teams looking strong heading into the tag league. But there was <laughs> there was one moment where everyone's doing the bare thing apart from Hazuki, who just simply won't do it. And one person in the crowd gets really into it and clearly completely forgets that you're not allowed to make noise at these shows and just Booze really, really loudly, and it <laughs> echoes around the entire arena. I thought that was really funny. Um, but yeah, the artists have started a match. Um I'll be honest, there haven't been any bad defenses from this weather tie team. I'd rank this as second only behind the FWC and Hannon defense. This was, there was such great little matchups. Obviously we know stardom, um, sorry, stardom, starlight kid and Izumi have got fantastic chemistry and they showed that again here. But my favorite matchup in this was Momo Watanabe and Sayaka Matani, Matt.
0: Yeah, not only that, but Momo and Yutami, they gave us a, we're we're still chomping at the bit. This is, we're almost going on a year now since the turn and we're still in for that Momo-Yutami singles match. And they uh, they kind they kind of started off with the two of them, and I thought that's where they were going to go pairing. And then they did a good job switching, where it's like, no, we're going to give you Momo and saya Kamitani, arguably two the two greatest uh, wonder of stardom ch- uh, champions uh, in this company. So I think that's a match that we're going to see somewhere down the line. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, fantastic as well. And uh, and they even gave us a little bit of Starlight Kid and saya Kamitani, you'll know, kind of piggybacking off. You know, one of the matches of the year from um, uh, for the Wonder Stardom Championship as well. But yeah, they did a good job mixing a lot of things up. Um, I was just a really big fan of how you know this was this one. I saw, I knew the result. I knew this was going thirty minutes. It didn't feel like it went thirty minutes because there's so many interweaving storylines, and they did a good job. on am putting two sets of heat on Azumi, mm-hmm. and I'm a, a really big fan of selling and then comebacks. That's the one thing when we talk about how great Izumi as a wrestler, as she is, we talk about the high speed and the offense and her transitioning and how her, she's making wrestlers that are lower on the card uh, better when they're in the ring with her. But we never talk about Azumi selling. And we got uh, we got it in spades in this match. And I think I even text you, I even bumped it up a quarter of a star because the last four or five minutes Azumi selling and her comeback got the crowd. And again, we're still kind of on a clap crowd here, but the crowd was making more noise towards the back end of this match, just because they were skidding so behind Izumi, you know, for the finish. And then, you know, she locks in the numero uno right towards the end. And then the bell rings and the crowd was audibly like gasped like, oh no, you know, we were so close. And and that's what you want to do. You know, you want to bring them up, bring them down. That's you know, when you're a wrestler, especially when you're babyface, baby face, you want to bring them up, bring them down, know when to sell, know what to do, know when to have your comeback. And I think that all six of these wrestlers, with the with the focus being on Azumi, they did it, it just it, masterful. This match was just an absolute masterpiece. And yeah, Rob, I agree with you. Um, with all these fantastic Awei um artists' stardom matches, yeah, this one, this one ranked second behind the uh, Hana and FWC match as well. This was this was
1: great. I do enjoy as well. You talked about the heat on Azumi and you're absolutely right, but the fact that it's Momo Watanabe and you've still got that story on going between the two and how Momo is deliberately slowing down the pace of Azumi and very deliberately torching torturing her with kicks and just brutalizing her ex-best friend. I just I love that dynamic. Um, and I hope they continue with that during these matches. Um you talked about um Azumi locking in the Numero Uno at the and did you see Starlight kid tapping after the bell is that
0: i did not sir whoa look at you adding more you know making a, a match i've already loved even better so now i'm not busy enough so now i'm gonna go, probably have to go back and watch the entire match thanks appreciate it so right, i man, did not I see you, that i did i did <laughs> <laughs> i a beer sir or you who um or both but uh no i did not so after the bell rang starlight and that's the heel thing to do is if it's like oh if it's just two more seconds longer we would have had new champions i did not see that
1: uh, that's definitely what it looked like I'm sure that I'll have 14 people tell me that I'm abs- talking absolute nonsense but that's certainly what it looks like Starlight Kid tapping out just after the bell um is it grounds for a potential rematch I don't know maybe um but I aren't happy with the draw either way they call out prominent and neo-stardom army as examples of someone for V6 because they don't want to wrestle the same people now if I were stardom and Neo Stardom Army are the next challenges to the artists of Stardom Belts, obviously we don't know at the moment, I'd have Neo Stardom Army to dethrone them, especially if that's oh, the new hot frac faction. I agree. I totally
0: agree. And and I think Starlight Kid uh called out foreign talent. So the borders just opened up not that long ago. So she maybe did, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some either, you know, impact or AEW or you know, some indie dream team or maybe, you know, somewhere from, uh, you know, your, your neck of the woods over there, Rob, maybe that's a possibility. Another thing, just like you, you kind of hit the rewind button, just two seconds. though so another thing I liked about this match is when anytime Azumi was in a lot of trouble, which she was with the heat that Utami and Saya Kamatani both had to bail her out. So again, we're on the, on the doorstep of the goddess of stardom tournament. And you had Aphrodite who's one of the favorites to, uh, to win the tournament. They, they they were showcased very well to, you know, saving their uh, fellow Queen's Quest members. But I totally agree with you, Rob, as always. Shocker um, mm-hmm. that I think Neo, if they're going to call it Neo, Neo Stardom Army, you don't have them go under, you know, on one of their first matches. So I think they're going to be the team to dethrone them. I don't think they'll have a long reign. I think they'll maybe have one, two sex, successful title defenses and then I think it's going to be this Queen's Quest team that's going to dethrone them. Because I think that's where the end game is going to go, is going to be having the artist belts on Saya, Yutami, and Azumi.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not a bad story at all. I'd be very much on board for that. Um, I gave it four stars. I know you went higher.
0: Four and a half, yeah. Again, I had it at four and a quarter. But again, because of, when you get the crowd that riled up towards the end,
1: I'm always going to bump you up. So yeah, I went four and a half. Um, let's move on then to the second show in this little uh, in this little tandem uh, tandem's not the word. Sequence, that's the word I meant. Like a bicycle tin? I was like, as I said that word, I was like, that doesn't sound right. It was a (laughs) sequence was the word I was looking for, which doesn't even sound like tandem. Uh, We're in Hiroshima. So this was on Monday, the 10th of October, 2022, um, at the Hiroshima Prefectural Industrial Hall in front of 353 people. But Matt, we are not the only people at Hiroshima Prefectural Industrial Hall. No, no, no. No, because during the event, a concert was held in the hall next door and you hear the music all the way through this recording. Um, And obviously there's nothing that Stardom World can do about that. But Jesus Christ, it got irritating in some of those matches, Matt.
0: I tell you what, good on Stardom World for literally putting the disclaimer up before the show because it's it's Halloween time. uh, And I would have thought maybe somebody, you know, I kind of live in, sometimes of a loud neighborhood, you know, at points. So I thought maybe one of my neighbors was throwing a Halloween party. Had they not would have put that disclaimer up, but some points it got annoying. Some points, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I was kind of grooving towards it a little, you know, (laughs) I I was adding it. I was using it to add to my enjoyment of of this show. I I, am a little nuts (laughs) though.
1: I did try desperately to find out who it was. uh, But unfortunately, from the admittedly meager research I've actually done, uh, I couldn't find out who it was. Um, so reading through the results match one singles match lady c defeated Waka sukiyama with the giant backbreaker in five minutes and 29 seconds uh match two which was when the music seemed to be loudest was a singles match between uh with Kogama defeating mei sakurai with the diving body splash in seven minutes and 20 seconds uh, match three was an eight-woman tag match. The Uedatai team of Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, Saki Kashima and Ruaka defeating the stars team of Maiwe Hazuki, Saya, Ida and Momo Kogo with Starlight Kid getting the pin with the moonsault in 11 minutes and 18 seconds. Match four was a six-woman tag team match. The Cosmic Angels team of Tamnakano, Natsubui and Mina Shirakawa defeating the Queen's Quest team of Yutami, Hayashista, Azumi, and Saya Kamatani with the figure four leg lock in 13 minutes and 59 seconds and then our main event for the hiroshima show was a six-woman tag team match the donna del mondo team of Mika himika and julia defeating the god's eye team of suri amisuri and mirai with the michinoku driver two in 17 minutes and 12 seconds um i'm gonna quickly talk about the opener because it's a match that i imagine lots of people would gloss over and you know it's it's an opener between offensively two rookies that's absolutely fine but i think obviously we saw lady c with Riwaka and we saw lady c here with waka Armor. and i think lady c and waka sukiyama have significantly better chemistry there was one moment where waka rolled through from a guillotine choke that she'd locked in after um lady c had tried a choke slam and it was just it was beautiful it was really 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 well done and then when you got to the finish Initially, I wasn't sure about the convoluted way and the relative tameness of the great car sees finish because initially when she locked it in, I was like,
0: mm, it doesn't How oh look- dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't, mind, I don't like interrupting you, but how dare you. Go
1: ahead, and finish. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, that doesn't look great. But then she hit like a neck breaker, maintained risk control, and sort of transitioned her into a far more brutal looking one. And I thought that looked great. So... Shout out to Lady C and Wakazuki Armour for a five-minute match. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I'll let you sort of talk, because I've got one match in particular that I want to talk about that might be um, up there as one of my favorite matches of the run that we're going to talk about. Um, But I'll let you go first.
0: Shout out to you uh, putting over wrist control. Now, I was mad at you for (laughs) two seconds for calling your lady wrist control. All right. I just want to, like I text you about this. Uh, Koguma and May Sakurai. Don't get me wrong; it was a good match. That yakuza kick that May Sakurai hit Koguma with. I literally paused and I grabbed my phone. I'm like, dude, wait, do you see this match? Like the match is really good. at overachieved, but May Sakurai hits Koguma with like with this ridiculous Masahiro Chono style yakuza kick the point where I was like maybe she didn't put her contacts in and thought Kogomo is not support. that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing that I can go with there. Um, I, I'm assuming the match you want to talk about would be the semi main event.
1: Yeah, loved it.
0: yeah absolutely like, literally to a point where I'm I'm like I'll read the results and then you know I, I have 5,000 things to do so sometimes I get scatterbrained so what what I like to do when I'm watching these shows is I'll watch a match, I'll do my notes and I'm like, okay, what's next? And a lot of times I'll forget what's next. So I just assumed this was the main event. And I was like, well, well, it's a four-match card, whatever. Everything's really good. I'm like, this has got to be the main event. And then when it showed there was one more match, I'm like, what possibly could be the main event? And I was like, Jesus Christ, both these matches back-to-back were absolutely fantastic. But I like the the co-main event slightly better than the main event.
1: Yeah, 100% the same. I thought this was a really, really, really good showcase for Mina in particular. Um Unfortunately, I don't think anyone is under the impression that Mina is taking the belt off uh, Sire on November 3rd, ironically in Hiroshima. Um, But getting a clean submission victory over the champion, and I'll be honest, Sire doesn't eat many clean wins uh, many clean losses at all even if she's in tags she doesn't eat many at all so when she ate one here it was really surprising and again they are building that uh, that figure four leg lock as a real killer so I imagine on November the 3rd we're going to see quite a few near falls with that move but the reason I want to talk about it is not only was it a fantastic match, but the post-match as well, I thought was really, really interesting. Mina referencing the fact that she came from muddy and gravel roads will take that belt of hope. And she's almost talking about how no one is giving her a chance. No, She's being dismissed by everyone. And actually Sayakamatani talks about the fact that, you know, you're a stepping stone for me. Okay? I have a big dream of breaking the most defences, which we're going to talk about in a minute, because I've got I, there's a story for me that I would absolutely love that I don't think they're going to do and it's going to make me cry Um, but oh no <laughs> we don't want that buddy don't cry <laughs> but the fact that she's dismissing Mina as this is your once a year big chance and I'm going to push you beyond the point of despair so again dismissing Mina um, would I like to see Mina as the white belt champ yeah I think she's earned her stripes as a singles competitor however I'd, I think you'd be stupid to take the belt off Sire at the moment now she talks about she wants to break the most defenses. At the moment, Saya is currently at nine successful title defenses. With if she beats Mina on November 3rd in Hiroshima, that will take her to 10, which is joint second with Io and Orissa. The only person in front of them is Momo Watanabe on 13. Wouldn't it be a fantastic story if Saya's 14th defense was against Momo? And this is the... I think f- that- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh-huh. This is the Momo that has not had a match for the white belt since she lost it to Arisa in 2019. So that builds it up even more. It's not the fact that we get Momo Watanabe for the white belt all the time. She n- hasn't, gone for it again since she lost it after a mega run go and check that out on the patreon by the way but what a story for sayakama Amatani to beat a her faction defector in momo watanabe and defeating the person with the most defenses to break her record i think that's a story that will be absolutely perfect and you're looking at november will be 10 defenses so you're looking at what well, three more defenses before if they are going to run another big show in March, which they've done the last two, they did Budokan in 2021. They've done world climax at Sumo Hall this year. They do another big show in March of 2023. Surely, surely Saya Kamitani breaking the defense record against Moma Watanabe goes on there.
0: Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. They've done a great job building up Mina. She's got three different ways to be. She's beaten Saya twice. She's beat her with the figure four and she's beat her with the uh, the Mina driver. And then we've seen her win some uh, matches with the uh, glamorous collection Mina. So there's three different ways that she can win. Um, Is she ready for the belt? Uh, I mean, I'm hard pressed to say, you know, that she that she is or she isn't. But at the same time, yeah, Rob, I agree with you. He's, Saya Kamatani, she's the wrestler of the year. You keep that belt on her as long as possible. Now, let me ask you this. If Saya continues to go on this run, which I just don't see her work getting, I think she's going to keep getting better. Do you want to see her break Momo's record? I know me and you are giant fans of one Momo Watanabe and that white belt of uh, rain. And when we did that on the Patreon a few months ago, we were so excited to uh, to review all of those matches. Do you want... Uh Saya to, to would you be a fan if she breaks that uh title run?
1: It takes like records are there to be broken. It's you know it's as simple as that. But it would take someone special to break a lauded defense record. It's not like it was just you know a series of roll-ups and some NAF matches. It you know, every match more or less was fantastic in this Momo run. And you can argue that that's the same for Saya. Um she's a special talent it's a special title run. She's already at 10 title defenses. So few people have made it even close to this amount of defenses with the belt. So why not have it beside her? I mean, yeah, she is, as she proclaims, the future of stardom. So yeah, do you know what? Sod it, I'd love it. And I think Hazuki beats her for the belt, but that's that's by the back. Um, once
0: again, once again, I, I, I agree with you. Now, let me uh, real quick. When she was supposed to have that match with Kari at Stardom X Stardom, I think there was 60% of the of the people on We Are Stardom on Twitter. They had Kari beating Saya for the belt where I was like, I just don't see it. Now, obviously, Kari got uh, she had COVID. That match had to cancel. Have, and I don't know if me and you had this text conversation before. Um, and And if you've answered this question, I apologize. But had that match happened, who do you think would have went over? Because I would have had it as Saya, but I was in the minority in that.
1: No, Saya. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, see, me and you are smart. And I think that's the match they're gonna do at Dream Kingdom. I think that uh, she beats Mina here. Mm. I think that I think the co main event of that show is going to be Saya and Kari. I think that's where that's where they run it back. But again, at the same time, Kari couldn't win the IWGP women's championship. Um, I'm not really, you know, I mean who who knows? I mean we will all stay tuned on that. But yeah, I like the idea of Momo being like the, uh, the kind of like the final boss. Uh, my all-time favorite title run is uh, when Okada broke the record. Uh, I believe it was like 17 to eight, uh, 2016 to 2018 for the most title, uh, title defenses, and he broke Tanahashi's record. And Tana, he had to get past Tanahashi to break the record. Mm. And I thought that was such a great story, and I'm 100% with you that I think that if that's the way they're going to go, that it has to be Momo she goes up against to either tie or break the
1: record. Yeah, 100%. I think in terms of Kyrie, the more I think about it, the more I think she's going to win the belt. Um the IWGP women's belt that is. But in terms of the white belt, she has she has the opportunity to really put over a new talent. I mean, saying Kamatani's what? 23, I think. She's one of the as stardom sort of branded them the golden generation by getting a win over Kyrie, who is synonymous with this white belt i think would be huge for saya absolutely huge and i i I agree with you i think at one of the big shows whether it is dream queendom or whether it is a march pay-per-view or whatever it is i do see saya kamatani going against Kyrie, and i do see her winning
0: um, Rob, I, I will. Uh, you said she's 23. Um, as of last year, she was 25. So I'm assuming she's oh, 26. <laughs> and you know, you know how I know that? Because if you go to page 57 of <laughs> Living the Dream Stardom's 10th anniversary in Rio by my good friend yours, Rob Goodwin, you'll find out all that information over there. I tell you, I literally carry this book almost everywhere I go. I'm dead serious. So there you go.
1: I need to I need to read my own book. Um... Yeah, I, yeah, the guy that
0: read that's pretty good, buddy. You know, and I heard his co-host is pretty handsome. But uh, anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um... What a sell. <laughs> um... I do real quick. I know I know. we've been going to this topic a little bit. I did like how Mina had to use two dragon screws, went to the figure four leg lock, Saya got out, and then she did another dragon screw. And then she went back to the figure four. and It was almost like a side figure four. Um, I really, really like that. But yeah, uh, excellent match. I had that at four stars, uh, FYI.
1: Yeah, she did the same to Lady C actually on the next show, which we'll be talking about. And I know that we've talked a lot about more about the connotations heading into the Hiroshima pay-per-view on November 3rd. But actually, this match is a standalone match. Even without the Mina and Sayaka Matani um, feud going forward, I thought this was a great standalone match. I thought Natsupoi and Azumi were great. Obviously, you got Tam and Utami. I thought the entire match was really, really, really solid, and it was a really, really brisk 13 minutes. And I gave it three and three quarter stars. If you don't watch any matches from this show, I actively encourage you to go and watch the semi-main the main is great and we'll talk about that briefly in a moment but that semi-main for me was match of the night um match five the main event we'll talk about it now uh ddm mike ahimaka and julia getting the win over god's eye suri amasuri and mirai um obviously again i don't think many people have Micah going over Suri on November 3rd, especially as we seem to be building towards Julia and Suri rematch at Dream Queendom. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, again, same with Mina. If Micah were to win the Red Belt, I'd be all up in that. I think that's great but I just don't see her being the one to dethrone Suri. What I did love was the visual of Micah hitting the Michinoku driver on Amisuri and making very deliberate eye contact with Suri on the outside of the ring as the count is made. That was brilliant. A really, really good camera work, Matt.
0: Yeah, that's back in my single days when I would slam a Jaeger bomb to stare at a girl that I would go get a <laughs> horrible pickup line to. Uh that reminded me but anyway, yeah, this I, I kinda figured this match started. It's like, well they're gonna kinda just do some stuff with Julia and Siri. And I was like, Oh, we got some time to build to that, not that it needs any build, uh, to be honest with you. Um but I, they did a really good job getting uh uh Micah over, building her up in that match. I thought that especially towards the tail end, you kind of see where it was going, where it needed to go. You kind of just need to build that up. But yeah, she hits the Mijinoku driver and then she hooks the leg and this casually stares at Sherry and said, Guess what? You're next in two weeks or three weeks because of when you know when this happened. But I thought that was really good. Really good way to uh, build up your main event for the third. Again, I think the uh this pay-per-view coming up on the third, it's it's Somewhat predictable in the top three or four matches, but at the same time, it's going to be predictably awesome. Uh, I think all the matches are going to be great. Uh, I don't really, it doesn't bother me that Mina probably has no shot of winning the white belt. It doesn't bother me that Mike is not probably going to come out with the red belt. Uh, to me, I just want to see really good wrestling, really good storyline. So I know those two matches going on back-to-back back, are going to be worth the price of admission alone.
1: Yeah, I do, I do agree. I must admit. Um, I gave it three and a half, by the way, the main event.
0: Three and three fourths. So I'm I'm a, a little more giving. I'm a little bit more more giving these days than you. I
1: think, Rob. You know. I think we, I think <laughs> we could probably guess that you were the uh, the more positive one in this relationship Matt let's put it that way yeah.
0: yeah I just try to be all the time I mean you're a positive person too but don't put yourself down you're okay my
1: thanks. man thanks man <laughs> um, let's move on to the third and final show in this run which was the show in Tatori um, Wednesday the 12th of October 2022 in Tatori industry gymnasium in front of 246 people this is a first for Starnham, who have never run the Tatori prefecture before again piggybacking on what we talked about the at the start of the show about how stardom wants to have this national expansion and run places they've never run before apparently i knew nothing of Totori. i did not even know it was a place but apparently the prefecture is well known for its sand dunes again information from the absolutely wonderful karen Pearson, and via a twitter post where saya Utami and azumi apparently climbed them apparently it's like a a big tourist thing to go and climb these enormous sand dunes so there you go um in terms of results from that show, then, so we had match one, singles match. Mina Shirakawa defeated Lady C with a modified figure four leg lock in 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, match two, singles match. Yutami Yuta Hayashishita defeated Ruwaka with the German suplex in 6 minutes and 12 seconds. Match three, a tag team match. FWC defeated My Fair Julia with Hazuki pinning Mei Sakurai with a diving sent on in 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, match four, tag team match, Micah and Himika defeated Azumi and Sae Kamitani with Micah getting the win over Azumi with the Engaratoshi in eight minutes and 20 seconds. Match five, six woman tag, God's eye, Siori Murai and Amisuri defeated the stars team of Mayu Ibatani, Momoko, and Sayatki ida with mirai submitting momokogo with the Miramare in 14 minutes and 17 seconds and then in our main event the six-woman tag team match the Uedatai team of starlight kid momo watanabe and saki kashima defeating the cosmic angels team of tamna Nakano, natsupui and Wakasukiyama in a non-title match with the my emblem in 17 minutes and 32 seconds uh matt what match would the you second. like to talk about first
0: Real quick, I thought the opener over delivered. I you you knew Mina was going to go over probably with the figure four. It made sense, but they did a really good job, like building like Lady C just like constantly fighting back. Like Mina goes right after the knee, really really early on, and then you figured, okay, this is kind of be the psychology, you know? And they'll they'll wrap it up soon. But Lady C did a great job, like firing back with the chops. Even one point where uh, uh, Mina goes back to the knee, and Lady C just comes back with like a forearm, a big boot. And this thunderous, giant chokeslam. I thought that was really good. And it just, it it really, really over-delivered. So I thought they did a really good job uh, there. Again, Kogum and Hazuki really firing all cylinders going into this tournament. Super excited to uh, see what they're going to do. But I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what was my favorite match from the show. And that was Azumi and Sai Kamatani versus Mike and Himika. And there was somebody on Twitter. I don't know who it was. I forget and I apologize. And if you listen to the podcast please uh DM me and let me know but they they gave like a makeshift name for this team and I said, is that the name the official name and he said no, that's the name that I uh, I called them just you know at the top of my head and I think they called Azumi and Saya the golden bomb sisters. Or something like the high-speed phoenixes, something like that. And I just thought it was really cool. And, of course, within about three minutes of the conversation, I forgot what uh, this person <laughs> called them. But regardless, I thought, you know, Azumi and Sai Kamatani as a tag team, again, any member, any three members of the Queen's Quest, the main uh, members of the Queen's Quest, you get on a team, you're going to have absolute fireworks. And, uh, oh, by the way, Mike and Himika, they're really, really good as well.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I mean, you get those four in the ring. It's not going to be a bad match by any stretch of the imagination. My only disappointing thing was the fact that we only got eight minutes of it. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of that. But going back to your first point, that opener, um, they gave it a lot longer than I thought they would, almost 11 minutes. And yeah, you're absolutely right. 100% over-delivered. Um, I thought Lady C's selling was fantastic. Obviously, we've seen a lot of meter going for the... Um, the knee recently but i thought lady c sold this brilliantly even to the point where she was doing um a knee drop with um mina uh, locked in the ropes and Yeah, she hit the move, but then she sold it afterwards. And so many people, even the best wrestlers, completely forget to sell throughout the match. And I thought, Lady C, there were moments where she forgot, obviously, but I thought she did a really, really good job of selling it. Uh, Mina bought out a variation of a leg submission that I really do hope she modifies into a finish. Um, But the modified one, modified figure four she uses was great. FWC versus My Fair Julia, um, I gave that three and three quarters it's a fantastic match. Yes, we get the comedy with Kagome and Mei Sakurai. That's fine. It then ramps up into an absolutely excellent tag team match. And I thought the exchanges between Hazuki and Mei Sakurai in particular because Mei does a lot of the heavy lifting here. Um Julia yeah. spends very little time in the ring, but I thought she had some really 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 excellent moments with Hazuki here. I gave that 3 and 3 quarters. Um fantastic match. Um but yeah overall this was a really solid show. Um let's talk a little bit about the main event though. Awedai beating cosmic angels. Another really strong showing for Wakazukiyama, despite the fact that she still can't get the win, Matt. Not only
0: that, but they uh they Put her in the middle of the dance. Usually they they tuck her all the way in the back. So <laughs> with you with good reason, <laughs> with, Matt, to be fair, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, and, and I know me and you before we did the uh, Kevin Kelly interview. Rob was actually fifteen minutes early. I was ten
1: minutes early. So I, kudos, I like I just that want, put I, on the record, please. Fifteen yeah, minutes early. <laughs>
0: 15 minutes early. I logged on my computer. He was already in there. And he goes, guess what? I'm early. I'm like, I know. I see you. But, uh, <laughs> but we, we, while we are waiting for Kevin to get on, we were talking about, uh, and again, let us know if, if you think this is, if you agree with this or not. <laughs> Waka's dance is just so bad. So, and she's so endearing and she's so great in the ring. Despite having zero wins, she's so great in the ring. Her dancing is so bad, and you made reference at the beginning of the show that it's actually gotten worse. That is it now like a work is she like just doing it on purpose to add towards her character because she still has the biggest smile on her face when she's bigger than not than poi bigger than tam bigger than when yunagi was with the you know and mina she just seems she's having the most fun but she's absolutely terrible at the dance so i i just don't know i'm starting to think that this is more of a work to add in towards her character so again i would love to know what everybody else thinks but they put it right in the middle of this one they came out the three of them you have Tam and Natsapoi, you know, they're the idols, they're, you know, the the big stars, the cosmic angels, but who is in the middle of the dance for Waka? Like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, somebody should be fired. Well, I don't want anybody to be fired, but somebody should be reprimanded for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, bless it. I think she has got a little bit worse. Um, But I really enjoyed Waka and Saki Kashima. I... Honestly, every time I see Saki, I'm like, Jesus, she's so good. Like, she's so understated, but yeah. she is so good. Um, and when you're in a, you know, when you're in a team with Momo Watanabe and Starlight, Kid, who were both so very, very good, um, it could be hard to shine. But I think Saki does a fantastic job. Um, overall, this was just another really, really, really good tag match. Um, similar to everything else on the card. To be perfectly honest, solid. I gave it three and a half stars. I had it
0: at uh, three and three-fourths. And real quick, uh, just to kind of wrap on the Izumi-Saya versus uh, Mike and Himika match, do you think that this was uh, Mike's um, introduction or her uh, our, her introduction into the high-speed division? Because uh, <laughs> right in the beginning, she was running the ropes really, really fast. And I'm like, the psychology of this is great. And it's like, well, if Micah loses the red belt match... And then depending on what happens to the Goddess Tournament, even if they win, if they lose the tag match, maybe next year she enters the high-speed division. So we like, you know, so we got a little bit, maybe Gal was like, I can put her in the high-speed division for 2023. No one will see that coming.
1: Imagine, <laughs> imagine on the road to becoming a Grand Slam champ. Um, I'm
0: all for it. Mike <laughs> and Azumi in a four-minute high-speed match. I'll take that.
1: <laughs> um, as I've already said, obviously, this show from the 16th isn't up yet, the one from Himaji. So uh, we're going to talk very briefly about Stardom New Blood 5, which streamed for free on YouTube, uh, I say today, Wednesday the 19th of October as we record, uh, from Shinjuku Sumitomo Hall in Tokyo. At the time we recorded there weren't any attendance statistics out, um, and I've only managed to watch uh, the main event. I watched it over my lunch um, today. But there are a couple of things that we'd like just briefly to talk Talk about. Um, we will talk about that main event. So, again, this is the time we need to skip ahead, maybe five minutes if you don't want the main event spoiled. Um, but on the undercard, um, Haruka Yumasaki, who, of course, has been courted by Oeditai, um, came out with a brand new alter ego called Karma. Um, and she threw a fireball in Nanami's face, then choked her out with a submission. So, sort of embracing that darker side as we hint towards Yumasaki potentially becoming a fully fledged member of Oeditai. Um, and then, speaking of Nanami, who is a 16 year old wrestler from Pro Wrestling Diana, um, she made a plea post match to join God's Eye. Um, Surya asked how old she is, and when she said she was 16, um, Siri was very impressed at the skills of this 16 year old and he accepts her into God's Eye. So, God's Eye have their fifth official member. Obviously, uh, Tomoka and Naba joined God's Eye. Um, but now Nanami as well, Matt.
0: I know, obviously, I don't know anything of Nanami. Um, does she fit like the guy? Man, I don't know if you, what you know. Does she fit the God's Eye mold? What I mean by that is heavy strikers, heavy hitters and very good at submission wrestling. do you, uh, do, you, do you, Would you know that answer good, sir?
1: I'll be honest. The only things that I know about Nanami are what I've seen on a handful of New Blood shows. I don't feel like I'm the best person to ask about whether she fits. I feel someone maybe like a Velkage or an Armani Shoe Exchange or even Scotty Wrestling um, is a better person to ask about the credentials of Nanami. What I will say is that for a 16-year-old, she looks incredibly talented, incredibly talented. Um, So to put her in what is effectively, you know, the group in stardom is certainly a big badge of acknowledgement for her. So do you know what? I'm happy to see where this goes. Again, I'd love to have some... Nanami matches that I can watch to get some sort of context. Everything I've seen her do on the New Blood shows has been fantastic, but again, that's my only real experience of Nanami. I'd love to know more. Um, but the main reason I wanted to talk about this show was Match 6, the main event, the Future of Stardom Championship match, because we have a title change. Amisori defeating Hannan with like a thunderbolt. Um, Hannon the 8th Future of Stardom champion has her championship reign cut short, with her reign being the second longest overall, just shy of 300 days, 294 days. Only Utami is in front of her at a whopping 409 days. And she also has the most successful title defences with 10. Um, The match itself is really good. These two have... Really, really, really good chemistry. It's a great match as a standalone match. Um, Hannon is a great babyface in peril. Um, she was locked in a Boston Crab, a high-angle Boston Crab, for a long, long time. Um, Amisori throwing lariats, and then, of course, obviously comes the Like a Thunderbolt. It's a really good match. Definitely go and check it out. Um, it's what I would argue it's definitely one of Hannon's best um, in this title run, I know it's been a good title run for Hannon, but w- a couple of things that I wanted to ask you, Matt. Um, where does Hannon go next? Um, do you see her as someone in a tag team? Um, obviously we've got the return of Wingory in the Goddesses of Title, uh, Goddesses of Stardom Tag um, League. Do you see where do you, what's next for Hannon?
0: You've got to graduate high school first, I think, right? Oh well, like, yeah, joking that aside, does help. <laughs> I,
1: think, uh, I think, all
0: joking aside, um, again, I didn't see them. I did see the gif of the finish, and uh, thank God Hannah has long hair because it looked like that, like a thunderbolt, was very, very Kings Road esque. Yes, is right up uh, my alley, and we all kind of figured like this is this is you know the next way they that they need to go. Um, I, I think Hannah has uh, you know her, especially her what after what she's done in the five star. Again, she ate a whole bunch of losses, but it's like I always say: it's not uh, who goes over, who gets over. But where does she go from here? I think mm, that's a good. I mean, do you have her? Maybe we've seen some people coming in and out of the high speed division. Uh, I wouldn't be heartbroken to have a, a zoomy versus Conan in the, you know a high speed match somewhere down the road. I think you probably put her in some tags. You know, maybe yeah, the Wingori team. Maybe maybe they surprise people. I think a lot of people will see them eating a lot of pinfalls because both Saida and Hanan ate a lot of pinfalls in the five star. Maybe they, you know, maybe going into the last day, they're in contention. You know, maybe they have eight or ten points going into the last day. And that maybe that's something where you can see them being pushed as a tag team. Um I don't see Tam and Natsupoy losing the tag belts anytime soon just based on one, their matches and two, they're a draw for the company. So maybe somewhere in twenty twenty three, you build up. And uh, Saida, and you give them a title shot, maybe at a cork and Hall. I mean, Stardom is not—you know—they're not, you know, not lean on giving chances. They, they'll always give chances to the younger wrestlers to prove themselves, and we've seen a lot of the younger wrestlers pull the trigger. But I just think the at eight at, at someone who just turned eighteen years old, coming off this fantastic title run, coming off a phenomenal five star, and in the midst of the five star, having one of if not the greatest uh, Artist of Stardom title matches I've ever seen. That it's really just anything that they want to do with her. Obviously, just don't, don't rush it. Again, she's only 18 years old. You don't need to be having, you know, title matches with Julia or Saya Kamatani or, you know, or any, anything like that just yet. I mean, properly build her up. I think she'll be a main focal point. Um, once she graduates from school and they're doing the six person stars matches or the eight person stars matches. Or here's another thing, Rob, who's the leader of stars? Mayu. Who has turned on more people than, you know, than Mayu? Nobody. Maybe we get the Han and Heel turn and then we finally get the death metal version of her theme song <laughs> that we mean you talk about almost on a
1: daily basis. <laughs> it It is an absolutely infectious banger. Um, it's so relentlessly, it's just so relentlessly catchy. Um, yeah. I, I think she's done a really, really good job with this future of stardom belt. I think she's cemented herself as a very, very, very good baby face Um I wouldn't want to see her turn heel. Um, no,
0: neither. I just wanted to get that death metal thing that we talk about all the time via text.
1: That's all. I just want to get that into the podcast. <laughs> but one thing I don't want for Hannon is I don't want her to be lost in the shuffle. Um, obviously, she'd pigeonholed herself as, you know, she'd found a, a niche in this. Uh, future of stardom championship where she would defeat people in on the new blood shows. And she felt like she had a purpose. What I don't want then is for her to just be thrown in singles matches as fodder. Okay. Give her a shot at the high speed division. Okay. Give her a shot in the tag seat, the tag scene with Sayurida, especially as Wingory of them um, come together again, you know, have her in artist of stardom teams okay don't forget about her just because she's not the future of stardom champion i don't think they will because they do seem very hot on her which is perfect because she's fantastic um but yeah i just wanted to say an absolutely fantastic run it comes to an end um i'm sorry as the new future of stardom champion i think both of us saw this coming matt um but I'm looking forward to seeing what Amisori can do. Obviously, we didn't have a challenger come out at the end of New Bloods. They did the uh, the pose with everyone there. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Ami can do with the belt, Matt.
0: Yeah, and I think um, Hana had a draw with Inaba uh, a few months ago, so she's due a rematch of the Future Star Championship. So um, even though they're both in the uh, the same faction, I would have no problem. Seeing uh, Ami Sori versus uh, versus Inaba somewhere down the line, whether it be you know at a Corken Show or pay per view or one of these new blood shows. But yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you you uh, you you. I think that they did a great job with him. She did a great job with the belt. Um, she left it on an absolute high note. You know, she got the belt over. I'm excited to see this match uh, later on tonight once I have some free time and the whole show because the whole show looked like it was uh, it was pretty good. So yeah, excited to see what they do with Ami because I think that. I think her and Mirai will have a nice little run in the tag league, but considering the fact that coming off the last few months, they're own three and tag title matches. So I just don't see them winning the tag league. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, up and forward with Mirai, especially if Julia wins the red belt at the end of the year, uh, which we all think she's going to do. Mirai has a victory over Julia in the five star. So I think you'll see Mirai getting a red belt title shot sometime at the beginning of 2023. And then this leaves Ami sorry with uh, some stuff to do with the future Stardom Championship.
1: With that being said, then let's go to the Goddesses of Stardom Tag League, which starts October 23rd, obviously on pay-per-view, which we discussed at length. Um, what we're going to do is, so Matt, you have put on Patreon. Do you just want to briefly go through that competition again?
0: Yeah, so again, it's very—it's literally uh, and, uh, copy and paste. Uh, Sean, our editor in chief, did a fantastic job with the five-star uh, poll, and he basically just you know copy and pasted the, the same thing for the uh, the Patreon uh, for the Goddess of Stardom tournament again. Any level tier of the Patreon will get you in, whether it's the $1 tier, the $3 tier, or the $5 tier. So if you're thinking about getting in or you're not sure, $1 gets you into this tournament. However, I highly advise everyone subscribe to the $5 tier because why wouldn't you? Anywho, so okay, there's four categories. Category number one that you absolutely have to have one is the overall winner. Who, what team wins this overall tournament? And then the other two categories um, would be who's the blue block winner Who's the Red Star Block winner? If we have more than one person that has categories one, two, and three right, then we go to category four, which will be a tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is which team has the most points that did not make the finals. So those are the four-tier categories. Uh, If there's a four-way tie, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Maybe we'll have an arm wrestling contest. I don't know. but uh... (laughs) We'll cross the bridge when we come to it when the tournament is over.
1: So, with that being said, what we'll do is we'll read through the blocks. We'll both give who we are who we think is going to win that respective block. And then we'll talk about the final and then we'll do our own little tiebreaker. So Let's do Blue Goddesses first. So this is your lineup for the Blue Goddesses block. Uh, Fukuoka Double Crazy, Wingori, Hanan, Sairida, Kawhiild, uh, Venus, my God, easy for me to say, Saki and Mina Shirakawa. O2 Line, which is Azumi and Mio Amasaki. My Himi, obviously Mika and Himika. BMI 2000, that's Katura and Ruaka. Uh, Neo Stardom Army, uh, also known as 7-Up, which is Nene Takahashi and Yu. And the new eras Mirai and Amisuri, um, Matt. This is probably a harder block to pick. Who do you think's winning this block?
0: Oh, I disagree with you. I think the red. I'm still trying to figure out the red stars, but I think the blue block goes to Mike and Himika. Uh, I think, uh, and I think the surprise team is going to be Azumi and Miyu Amasaki. Uh, not to get sidetracked. But Miyu Amasaki's been kind of on a downturn after how great she came into the company. But I think her teaming with Azumi, I think, is gonna get back into the good graces of the front people from Stardom. But I think it's I think the blue block is pretty clear. Again, what do I know? But I think it's uh my Himika
1: See, my only issue with that, I think it's gonna be between my my Himi and the new eras. Um I do think it's gonna be Micra and Himika. Um, I'd be very, very surprised if they don't go the entire way in the tournament, but on that final day, you've got Micron Himika. I'd be amazed if Mariah and Amisori aren't in the mix. Obviously you're building Neo Stardom army, so maybe Nene Tagashi and you are in the mix. FWC. FWC. Um I'm gonna go with my Himi. Um I'd be very See. surprised if they don't win it.
0: See, we agree. You're trying to throw me off the trail. What are you trying? You know? What are you getting? You were trying to win something, what are you-
1: <laughs> mate. I thought Pink Kabuki were going to win it, and they aren't even in the tournament. I mean, Unagi's like a the bloody company now, so <laughs> that's how bad the game. I was.
0: like I was like, it's going to be a prominent team of Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sera versus Pink Kabuki. I'm like, yeah, only Mina's the only one in it. And I'm like, I'm sticking to my guns.
1: <laughs> um, let's go red, block, uh, red Goddess Block then. So the teams are Peach Rock, uh, Karate Brave, Suri and Tomoka Inaba, Meltier, Aphrodite, Mafia Bella, which is Julia and Tecla. Um, I Love Tokyo Sports, Saki Kashima and Fucking Death, Black Desire, and My Fair Lady. Um, Matt. Who's winning this block? This is a tough one.
0: I am going to say it's gonna be uh, Aphrodite of Utami and Sayakamatani, but I mean Black Desire, you have the tag champs, uh she's I mean it's it's I think I could see I'm I think Mayu and Momo Kogo make a run. And yeah. uh, I don't like to take the Lord's name in vain, but goddamn, Saki Cash and Fook and Death are going to be the s- damn spoilers of the- of this block, are they not? You have two spoilers on the same team, but uh, I'm going to say it's going to be the Queen's Quest team of Sayakamatani and Yutami, but to me, this is just a harder block to pick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Basically, you don't want Saki Kashmir and and Death on the <laughs> final night because um, you know, just like Saki spoiled Azumi's five-star, you know for a fad that they are going to spoil someone's uh, tag league. Um, Pardon me. I think it's going to be between Aphrodite, uh, Black Desire. I think Mafia Bella could make a run, Julia and Tekla, especially as this is Tekla's return from injury. um. I think Meltier. obviously they're the tag champs. So you'd be amazed if they don't have a good run. Um, obviously, this is a chance for them to set up some tag defenses as well. Um, I don't just want to go with the same as you.
0: Oh, look at this. Um, look at this. Folks, the, 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 the dynamic duo is definitely back. He definitely wants to pull the trigger, but he doesn't want to be just like me. Pull the trigger, buddy. Pull the trigger. Because then I think me and you are going to have the same for overall points as well. I really do. That didn't make the
1: final. <laughs> um, no, I disagree. Right. I'm going to go with Black Desire. I think okay. I think my Hemi versus Black Desire is going to be the final. Um, I think, I don't know. I just think that you have a face versus heel team in the final. Um, And I mean, it could be face versus face. I mean, my Hemi versus Aphrodite would be great, but I just... I don't know. To be, to be different for a start, and to sort of have that dynamic of face heal, I'm going to go Micah and Himmica to win blue block and Black Desire to win the red block. Um, let's do... So I assume we've both got Micah and Himmica to win the tournament.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's do the team with the most points that don't qualify um for the final so basically someone that finishes second in either blue or red goddess block who have you got matt
0: the, ta- uh, the tag champs uh tam and not support but I- i'm gonna keep calling him tampoy
1: tampoy um <laughs> uh, uh, i mean if really you- I, thought this- I, I thought that would have been, I- been easy for you it is it is i was gonna say Meltier and i wish i'd gone first oh, now but no? <laughs> I know, but it's no fun when we just do the same. <laughs> um, uh, Aphrodite. Okay, so then you're 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 flip flopping
0: uh, my winner to, with the overall points. Okay, I, I got you. So now here's what's gonna happen, here, folks. If I come out, uh, we don't have any stakes in this. It's just the, the, the whole. The whole bracket thing is just some. I just like doing giveaways. I do, and it's just a thank you and appreciation to all the fantastic friends and family of the Stardom cast. But here's what's going to happen if I run this over Rob at the end of the year, when this uh, tour or whenever this tournament ends, he's going to be like, Well, you know, I
1: was going to pick that. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. <laughs> so, what he's saying is, I'm not allowed to back out at the last minute and go, Yeah, well, I said I said it was going to be Mel Tier who won it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Just do whatever you want, buddy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look then. Just a little, just a few previews before we sign off this podcast. So as we've already mentioned, the next two shows that we're going to be talking about on the next episode are going to be, oh my God, the 22nd and the 23rd. So that first show is on the 22nd of October where we've got the two um, quarterfinals or first rounds from the Stardom Block for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, Yutami Hayashi versus Himika and Mayu Iwitani versus Momo Watanabe. Um, The rest of the card, Hanan and and Momokogo from Stars taking on Saki Kashima and Ruwaka. Uh, Micah and Tekla taking on Starlight Kid. And um, I think it's Rina. I can't read the Japanese. I apologize. I should have made notes, but I didn't. Um, Eight-woman tag with Cosmic Angels versus Queen's Quest. And then we've got God's Eye taking on um, Hazuki Kogame and Saya Ida. We've then got a special tag match with the Neo Stardom Army, uh, team of Nene Takahashi and Alpha Female taking on Julia and May Sakurai. Um, let's do a little bit of a prediction with these top three matches. Um, let's start with the tag match. I assume we've both got Neo Stardom Army to win over Julia and May Sakurai because never have I been sure of anything as much as I am that May Sakurai Blesser is taking the pinfall in this.
0: I agree. But when we review that match, we're going to say, God damn, not only did May Sakurai uh, take a beating, but she gave a beating as well. We've been seeing her throw some stiff forearms and some stiff Yakuza kicks and going up against two bruisers like Alpha Female and uh, Nanai Takahashi. She's going to really, really have to bring it. And I think that she's going to have a performance that me and you are both going to put over huge next week on this show. But yeah, she's uh, she's eating the pinfall. But just just uh, just a, uh, just to make make it more fun, Rob, who's going to be the person uh, giving the pinfall? Who's going to be the person that's going to have the
1: pin? Alpha female.
0: Yep. Damn it. I, uh, all right. Just to be different, I'm going to say that it's <laughs> going to be Nanai. Just to be different, because you let me go first in the other one. So there oh, you go. <laughs> you're too kind.
1: Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, Alpha Female is the one with the huge match against Kyrie on the following night, so it makes sense to heat her up ahead of Kyrie, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yep. Um, man. So then we've got our two qualification matches. Let's start with, well, in my opinion, the harder match, Himika versus Yutami. Who have you got winning this one and going on to the semifinal the next night?
0: The fans win this match. I mean, both yeah, these absolutely.
1: matches. But uh,
0: I, as much as I want to see Mayu and Yutami, because uh, we have not seen that singles match since I think Yutami beat her for the belt. Um, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be Himika. I think Himika it's, I think is going to beat her. Um, but it's it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. But uh, I I I just see you Tommy losing losing in this round. But I obviously wouldn't be heartbroken if she won.
1: No, I mean you Tommy me was one of my front runners to win it. But now that we've got the option of a Mayu versus Kyrie final, which I think both of us are going for, um, I'd like to see Himika get a little bit of a rub. Um, I think she's been great this year. Um, and I think she deserves that spotlight. You know, she was parachuted into the match with Sai Kamatani and did a fantastic job. She had a really good match. She had a really good five-star, really understated five-star, Um, and she's gone from strength to strength this year, so I think she deserves the nod. Again, same as you, though, I do not see any issue at all if Utami wins that because it means we're going to get an even, you know, a fantastic match either way on the following night. Um, And of course, then we've then got Mayu Iwitani versus Momo Watanabe, which I think both of us have got as Mayu Iwitani winning. Am I right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, one of the best feuds ever in the history of stardom. I mean, it doesn't get talked about enough how great these two are together. I mean, just it seems like they're always in the same block every five star and I will never complain about that but i'm just really really looking forward to the match and then yeah momo got the win uh at the uh, yeah momo be, got the win in the five star did she not i think so but i think mayu gets her win back here and obviously uh, i think mayu i think mayu and kari is a, is the sure bet final
1: which means the 100% is going to be momo watanabe versus alpha female um <laughs> Let's look ahead then to what we now know to be the pay-per-view on the 23rd of October, the Sunday, um, which is the opening of the Goddesses of Stardom Tag League. Um... We've got, in terms of our undercard, um, the Goddess of Storm Tag League starts off with FWC versus um, the Stardom Neo Army, sorry, Neo Stardom Army 7 up team of Nene, Takashi, and Yu. We've got O2 Line, Azumi, and uh, Miyu Amasaki versus Wingori. We have got Kawild Venus, Mina Shirakawa, and Saki taking on BMI 2000, Natsukatora, and Ruaka. We have got Melty versus Mafia Bella, which is one that I have highlighted the other week. Um, And then the best-named team in the tournament, My Fair Lady, taking on I Love Tokyo Sports. Um, We've also got um, the debut of Fuwa, who I believe is some sort of Japanese YouTuber. I believe someone might be correcting me in the comments, but this is her debut um, in the ring. She's been training with Hazuki and she is teaming with Hazuki in this match against the team of Sayakamitani and Hina. Um, But the main event, of course, is the two semifinals for the IWGP Women's Championship. Um, We've got the final, the semi-final on the stardom side being Maya Imitani versus Himika. And then obviously the final, on the, the semi-final on the international side is Kyrie versus Alpha female. Um, Matt, let's do yes, the sir. predictions for the IWGP, even though we've already spoiled who we've got in the final. But who do you see the final being?
0: Yeah, um, Mayu and Kari. But did did, did you say uh, is Suzuki wrestling twice? Did you say she's teaming with the YouTuber and then she's wrestling FWC versus Seven Up? Uh
1: yes, she is. I
0: didn't. Oh, and, I, and we were complaining about a pay per view, but we get to see Kari and Hazuki wrestle twice. Take my money, Stardom. But uh, yeah, it's. I I think um I think Kari and Alpha Female is gonna over deliver. I think it's a match people aren't really focusing on just because these two and um they wrestled each other. I think it was fourteen or fifteen. Go back and watch the match. These two light each other up. You're gonna see these two wrestlers just beating the crap out of each other, which is right up my alley. But I see um I see Kari coming out on top there. And then Mayu versus whether, you know, again, if our predictions are right, you, you can't go wrong with, with a match, you know, on the, the stardom side of things between any of those four. But Mayu versus either Utami or uh, Himika, which we think that that's the way it's going to go. Um, I see Mayu coming out on top. Either way, uh, this card looks, you know, super, super solid.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've, I've got Mayu versus Kyrie in the final as well. Obviously, that's taking place on the twentieth of November at the historic crossover show. The more I've thought about it, the more I think Kyrie's winning it. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, we'll next time we podcast together. We'll have that final set in stone as we look ahead to historic crossover. Um, well, let's do a podcast next week then. Say again, sorry.
0: I said, then well, let's just podcast next week. Then,
1: do you know what? I think we should. I think we should. Let's uh, let's do it. I'll pencil it in. it. Good job, sir. <laughs> um, so in the meantime, thank you so much for listening, guys. In terms of next week on Monday, the 24th of October at midnight, uh, Eastern Standard Time, so 5 a.m. for British Standard Time, we've got the bonus episode. Kevin Kelly, um, interviewed. To all listeners on the free platform, if you want to watch the video any tier on our Patreon, $1, $3 or $5. We have got that up. It's up, it's scheduled, it's waiting, um, so it will be there for you on the 24th. Check it out. It's a fantastic interview. Um, Kevin gave loads and loads of information. Loved talking to him and definitely want to have him on again. Uh, We'll also have show reviews from Stardom in Himaji, which was on the 16th of October, and then those two aforementioned shows at Korokan and Takikawa on the 23rd where we will have that IWGP women's championship match we'll also look ahead to rumble on 44th street where matt will be there in person uh meeting all the stardom wrestlers and presumably giving them business cards because that's what he does of course. Um, <laughs> in the meantime thank you so much for listening guys we really 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 do appreciate it don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts check out our patreon www.patreon.com forward slash the stardom cast our website www.thestardomcast.weebly.com for everything from title histories to how you can watch stardom to tournament history to the roster and factions to all our podcast episodes and our annual awards everything is on there. go and check it out you can find us on social media at the stardom cast um you can talk to me on twitter at at real rob goodwin matt where can they find you and sign us off my friend
0: Yes, as always, guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening and supporting the podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, any questions, comments, any matches that you want to do the watch along with uh, for the Red Belt tier members uh, that drops every Monday morning. Hit me up on Matt Turner O F and on the Twitter and or the Instagram. Because just remember, it's just not my podcast; it's our podcast because we're all in this together, and everybody's different. Everybody's special. <laughs>